You are listening to Win Win, a podcast brought to you by the global nonprofit Win, Women in Innovation. Each episode features inspiring innovators from the startup world, innovation consultancies, and Fortune 500 companies who share their innovation secrets and career trajectories every Monday. As for me, I'm your host, Zoya Kozakov, global marketing lead at Win by night and product manager and university level faculty by day. Hello, everyone, and hope that you're all staying safe in Hurricane Henry. If you're hearing crazy backdrops in the background, that's why. But today is such an exciting week because it is the last week that you can apply to Win Relay. If you follow us on social media, which, by the way, you should if you don't, you would have seen that Women in Innovation is launching the first-of-its-kind cohort-style program designed for senior-level women in the innovation industry. What does that mean? Well, all of our programming and this podcast supports women of all sorts and backgrounds, but really hones in on those fundamental innovation skills. But what happens after? What happens when you've been in the innovation industry for 10, 12, 15 years and wonder what's next for you? There's not a path that says do XYZ and you'll become a chief innovation officer or a partner at an innovation consultancy or a successful startup CEO. That's when Win Relay can help creating a six-month leadership development experience with intimate dialogues to learn about these paths and a supportive peer-to-peer environment to get you there. We've gathered the women and men who have actually made it into these roles to answer questions in an intimate setting, providing their tactical guidance on how to take that next step. Some amazing executives in this program are Inshala Anderson, Google Cloud's Global Head of Brand Strategy, Ty Montague, Co-CEO at Co-Collective, Simon Mulcahy, Salesforce's Chief Innovation Officer, Colleen Murray, Principal and COO at Jump Associates, and many, many more. So, for the logistics. All information is on the Win Relay site, which is winrelay.co, and the program deadline is August 30th, so you have this week and weekend to get your material submitted. The actual cohort will kick off on October 5th and run through April. You'd be joining 20 women with 12 to 15 plus years of experience, so we recommend that you have at least that, as well as at least five years of leadership experience. Before I kick it off to Lizzie Azzolino, the founder of the program and WINS Global Development Lead, I'd love to share a bit more context about the way this program came about and the slew of mastermind women behind it. It really does take a team. Lizzie has worked very closely with Kate McGee, WINS Leadership Development Fellow and WIN Relay Program Manager. In her day job, Kate is an activation manager for small businesses at Facebook's Creative Shop. The program's content lead is Laura Hyde-Page, former San Francisco WIN chapter lead and director of innovation at Salesforce. In partnership with Lizzie and the team, she's leading the leadership discussion guides, the approach to takeaways, and leading the collaborative process to help with women who will participate in this program. The incredible Katie Berwick is WIN Relay's experience lead. She's designed the curriculum, participant experience, and developed materials for cohort meetings. She brings a ton of experience from innovation consultancies such as Fahrenheit 212 and Anomaly. Our community lead and designer is Natalia Kowaleshko, who's created the WIN Relay brand identity and will be facilitating the dialogue of the future WIN Relay community. Natalia is a creative director at Natico Design, creating design experiences for companies like Google, Leo Burnett, NanoRacks, and many others. 
And finally, on the marketing side of things, I'm honored to partner with Lucia Corey, Wins London Chapter Marketing Lead and Marketing Analyst at Value Engineers, and the amazing Gabby Andrade, Wins Global Marketing Strategy Manager and Senior Business Designer at Coplex, where she helps create products and business models for startups. This team has put together the first of its kind experience, and I'm excited for you to hear Lizzie talk all about it. If you want to apply and learn even more, make sure to go to www.winrelay.co. Enjoy. Hi, Lizzie. Welcome to the Win Win Podcast. Hi, Zoya. I'm a loyal listener, so happy to be here. So honored to hear that. And you know, Lizzie, we have been talking about collaborating for such a long time, and I really couldn't be more excited to have you here but also to have you here as a true double agent. You are WIN's global (laughs) leadership development lead, as well as a story coach, a leadership development consultant, and an executive recruiter. So before I ask you the very annoying question of how do you do it all, I'm really more curious to know about whether triple or a quadruple path career was always in your sights, or did you start out in a more traditional career? Yeah, great question, Zoya. And I'm realizing that I associate with the slash generation, which makes me seem very young, which I don't I don't feel like I am anymore. <laughs> no, my gosh, my my vision for my career, I I'll admit for about 12 years was pretty limited. Um, it was very much driven by um, getting the next promotion or doing, I think, what I thought society expected need to do. Um, mm. My very first career was in advertising. And upon moving to San Francisco, I made a shift and started working in design and innovation. And I very much led my career seeking promotions and seeking sort of that external validation. And it was actually a family illness that sort of forced everything to pause for me. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And it was in that moment that I really allowed myself for the first time in my life to ask, what is it that I really want to spend my time doing? And then this new slash career, as you've outlined, has unfolded from there. Yeah, and I can understand how a traumatic event like that would actually just almost hit the reset button. But when you did hit that reset button, was there sort of a a criteria or a checklist that you saw for yourself other than that promotion cycle that perhaps led the way before that? So I'll say what characterized my career shift. Uh, I had you know, been work, working in innovation, consulting, design and innovation for a number of years. And I, I recognized that the success of the innovative ideas that we were bringing to the table really lied upon the internal leader's ability to drive change within the organization and to paint a picture of the vision and to rally the teams to make it happen. And I realized as an innovation strategist that there was an unmet need to really support leaders in being better versions of themselves so that they could push innovation forward. So my ability to work on the quote unquote, people side of the business is really what drove my career pivot, I'll say. And then the primary qualifying criteria that I've used ever since then is 
am I learning something? Am I doing things I've never done before? And if both of those things are yeses, then I know I'm headed in the right direction, which means that I do lots of things and it's really hard to summarize it all in a nutshell. Yeah. And you know, you're so senior in the industry. You have so many years of experience, but I've been lucky enough to learn that early on in my career. And I think Mm -hmm. part of the reason is that because I've seen other women do it and do it so shamelessly. I know we'll definitely talk about her later in this podcast, but Vanessa Kalala, who's city's chief innovation officer, and she started out as a teacher and she pivoted and pivoted and pivoted. And I think when you see women like that, that have really made it there's more of that leniency and a lack of fear to enable you to say, if, if that woman can pivot, then maybe I can pivot too. You touched on something really important, and that is leadership development. And mm-hmm. that's a role that you currently have at Win as well as in your day job. And I guess before we dive into why leadership and leadership development drives innovation, I'd love to better understand how you define leadership development. Oh, gosh, it's a great question. So a really core belief that I have is that personal development is professional development and vice versa. And so leadership development, in my mind, is truly human development. It is. It starts with deeply reflecting on and understanding yourself and really understanding your, I hate the word, strengths and weaknesses, but really What are you good at and what are you not so good at? And moving forward from that place. So leadership development, as I said, human development, and it really it really starts with self-understanding, self-observation. And then from there, you can generate new ideas. And then what would you say then leadership development in the context of innovation? What does that look like and what makes it different than perhaps, I guess, regular leadership development, but human development, I, I wouldn't call it regular. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. That, that's, a, that's a good point. So leadership development within the context of innovation, I think specifically one thing that I've been really fortunate enough to do in my my new leadership development role at Win is to talk to innovation leaders in the industry. And something that's really driven me is this curiosity around what makes an innovation leader distinct from other types of leaders. And what I'll say has really stood out to me is just this, and again, this won't be a surprise to anyone that's that's listening, and I'll put myself in this bucket, but is an inherent curiosity and drive to learn and to grow and to do that with other people. So leadership development within the context of innovation, in my mind, is largely about learning to learn. Yeah, no, and and that looks so different for everyone depending on the place that they're starting from. And I, I would almost imagine that sometimes when you're a senior and experience is a word that you use you know, when describing your career, it's almost asking yourself, where do I go next? Because there is so much to go to. But you mentioned that you were exposed to so many leaders in the innovation community through WIN. And, you know, at WIN, we're always trying to help women in their innovation careers. But as we've grown and developed as an organization, something that we've realized is that the notion of an innovation career is always changing. So what to you exemplifies an innovation career? 
That's actually a question that we're hoping to answer with Win Relay that I know we'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. today. Um, I think that, you know, one thing, Zoya, that we often talk about at, at Win is um, innovation is such an exciting industry because it's still young and it's very much being defined. And so that both means like the world is our oyster and it also means that options are seemingly limitless. And so in my mind, an innovation career is really, it, it is what you make of it. And it can take a lot of different forms. As we know, you can work, Vanessa, you just mentioned, you can work in corporate innovation. Uh, you can work as a consultant in innovation. You can be uh, an innovator who is really passionate about one idea and builds a startup from the ground up. You can be a, a free agent like I am. And so in my mind, what really characterizes a career in innovation is someone who is constantly pushing to find a better way to do things and a better way to make an impact for more people. Yeah. And again, I'm sure this is a surprise to no one and a recurring theme of this podcast is that there are so many ways to do that, that it's really limitless. But I think looking at specific markets is also very interesting because, as you know, uh, as one of the founding members of Win San Francisco, Win really tries to hone in on each market's needs and how we can support the innovation leaders in those areas. So through your time with the San Francisco chapter, what are some exciting lessons or ideas that you learned from the SF chapter members as well as the community and the industry as a whole? Oh, it you know, it it is interesting because as you know, we have when started in New York, right? And innovation looks a very particular way that you're actually more familiar with than than I am. And we have a London chapter and in London innovation looks a very specific way. In San Francisco, I'll say what we've learned that's really characterized this community is um, innovation has much more of a design orientation, which to me means there's an immediate like actionability and a tangibility. And so in San Francisco, the world of innovation seems to move a little bit faster. It's, you know, we're sort of the one of the tech capitals. And so we're very much about experimenting and iterating and learning and innovating through experimentation and, and actually doing um, so, so that's a big theme that that we've really seen here in San Francisco. And so, what that means is, many of our community members are designers. They're product managers. They're working in tech companies, and then many of them start startups of their own. Yeah, super, super exciting. And I'm sure that comes with its own set of innovation challenges too. When you think about leadership development. For that market, what do you think are the challenges with such a fast-paced market and and the role that leadership development plays in it? Yeah, so something that I spend a lot of my time on as I work with leaders and tech companies in particular is this tension between acting with urgency and satisfying, quote-unquote, immediate concerns or investor concerns while also keeping the long view in mind. And so the role of an innovation leader is to constantly balance the tension between those two things, this like fast and immediate and long and perhaps more impactful place. And that takes a lot of, we talked about human development, that takes a lot of human development to like hold the space to to hold that tension. 
Yeah, I recently had uh, some of the incredible ladies from the Yachtpo team, uh, another startup that's uh, in the pre-IPO stage, and they felt like, you know, with all of the discrimination and, and the difficulties with gender in terms of innovation, innovation leadership, they felt like they're so equipped to be leaders in the space because as women, they feel like multitasking is, is an inherent skill to them. So mm-hmm. a really interesting observation. But the other piece of your career, and we could go on and on because there are so many, but is, of course, executive recruiting. And you've placed some of the most amazing women in innovation in their current role. So a thank you for that. I think it's really exciting mm-hmm. to see. But as you've communicated both with the women and the companies that are hiring, what are the most important skills that you're seeing that companies are looking for in those senior innovation roles? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Zoya. I'll say I think an important foundational piece um, is the why am I an executive recruiter in addition to all of these other things totally. that I do. <laughs> and, I, and and part of that is is the answer to this question. So I've been working as an executive coach and, and supporting a lot of women um, innovation leaders for years as, as a coach. And um, the reason that executive recruiting has been something that's a little bit fallen into my lap is because one of the most important things that I, I work on with my clients is creating clarity and confidence about who they are, what impact they've made, and the type of impact that they want to make. And that is the single most important thing and or skill. It's essentially a skill in order to make a move in innovation and to grow in the in the innovation ranks. So an ability to really tell your personal story in a clear and compelling way is is highly important. And that naturally translates to the storytelling that innovation leaders have to do within organizations as they paint a vision of a picture of what's possible and really rally people around it. I think that something that characterizes at least myself and and I think as well you might say this about yourself is that many of us women working in in innovation we've had really meandering career paths and that can be both a blessing and a curse you just have to be able to tell the right story around it and connect the dots for other people yeah, absolutely. And and I think so many times I've heard the feedback that's like, I've looked at your resume and it looks great, but I don't really understand why this role and why now. And then the second I'm able to get my foot in that door and explain it, people are like, oh, there is a thread here. This does all add up. So I, I, I totally understand. But do you think that skill of being able to confidently tell your story in a skillful, masterful way, as you described, do you think that that's a skill that women struggle more with or less than or, or do you not see the gender component to that part? I see, and and again, this would be this is this is generalizing, but I see different types of challenges for men versus women in telling their story. I think men can perhaps more confidently talk about what they've accomplished. They don't really hold back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I find that when women actually take the time to really craft their story, they have an ability to much more deeply connect with the person that they're talking mm. to. And that's incredibly powerful. So I see, I see, you know, genders approach personal storytelling in different ways, and they both have a time and, and a place. And I think we have a lot to learn from each other around how we tell our stories. 
the work that you're doing now with Win and your role as a global leadership development lead, as well as Win Relay, which we'll now talk about, really helps and addresses those issues. I know that you know when it comes to Win, we hold all sorts of programming, and we have this podcast to hopefully get our listeners an opportunity to pick the brains of women like you without actually being there. But I think something that we haven't yet addressed uh, is that segment of women that are much more senior in that career. So that's something that you are doing with Win Relay. So why don't you just tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. So um, as as folks probably know who are listening, our, our mission at Win is really to close the gender gap in innovation leadership. And we have done so much. And I'm so proud of the work that we've done to support, I would say, primarily women who are more mid-level in their career and really honing innovation skills and, you know, helping to to build their confidence and what they can bring to their roles on a, on a daily basis. And we identified the opportunity, you know, especially as our five-year anniversary has, has passed, um, to really begin to focus our efforts as well on a more senior audience. And so we've really identified an opportunity to further focus our efforts on a more senior audience of women and to develop to develop women to be essentially not just leaders in innovation, but executive leaders in innovation and the leaders of, of the future of our industry. And so as I moved into this role, um, really with that that remit and that ambition in mind, um, there were just countless ways that we could go about this. And so being the sort of design strategist innovator that I am, I started with what is the really the problem that we're trying to solve? What is really creating the gender gap in innovation leadership? And um, as we know, there are so many systemic reasons um, for the gender gap in innovation leadership. However, at the most foundational level, uh, the path to innovation leadership is unclear. And so that naturally is holding women back. They get to a place in their career where they think like, how do I become a chief innovation officer? You know, I'm a director, maybe in a corporate environment. What are the steps to take to become a chief innovation officer? Or, you know, I might be leading a discipline within an innovation consultancy, but what does it look like to actually start an innovation consultancy? And we have so few role models to learn from. And so when Relay was really formed um, around this idea and, and ambition to answer that question for people. What does it take to become an executive leader in innovation? Yeah, and I think the catch-22 there is that such a common trait of these women that have made it to those really senior roles, as well as men who have made it to chief innovation officer roles, is that their paths haven't been so straightforward. So it's almost like the innovation challenge in itself is putting those pieces together. So I think what you're taking on is is really exciting. When you were structuring this program, what, what were some core elements that were important for you to incorporate in order to address some of those uh, byproducts of the problem that you were trying to solve? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the, first, the first is intimate and immediate exposure to people who have successfully done this already. And so the, the vision for Win Relay and really what we've developed is um, all built on the foundation of meeting 
um, at this point, 11, which is amazing, um, executive leaders from different walks of life um, in different types of executive innovation leadership roles. And one thing that we know from our experience at WIN is that everyone's very favorite thing about a WIN event is hearing a personal story or hearing about a journey. You know, we talked a lot about the ability to with clarity and confidence, tell your story. And one of the best ways to actually do that and to get inspired about where to take your story next is to hear from other leaders and to learn from other leaders' stories. So when Relay is is built um, around the premise of actually meeting one by one with these amazing executive leaders in innovation and learning from their journeys. And learning not just the things that we see on the surface, but learning like deep down, what are the risks that they've taken? What are the regrets that they have? What do they wish they knew 10 years ago that we can really take away and uh, learn from today? Yeah, and it's interesting that you brought that up because one of the amazing executives that you have on this program is Mary Sharon. And Mary Sharon came on this podcast and one of the biggest takeaways from that podcast was about articulating your value in a way that's meaningful to your listener and how she's really applied that to get her to these incredible roles in her career, whether that's leading different teams at RGA or heading up a global creative studio at Illumina and now being a founder and principal at her own consulting company. So it's really interesting to see that that theme that you so strongly resonate with, the storytelling is is so prevalent to her. I think it'd be important to highlight some of the male guests that are also coming on to as a part of this program. Why was it important for you to have both men and women uh, represented as the executives for Win Relay? Of course. Well, a, a key pillar, and I know you asked about some of the, the pillars that we designed this program around, a key pillar of this program is diversity. And uh, men are a part of that. And we have something to learn from the story of Mary Sharon Owens, for instance, who you mentioned, an amazing black woman who I've had the pleasure of getting to know really intimately. Um, We can learn something really distinct and unique from her, just like we can learn something from Eve Bahar, who I actually used to work for and with at Fuse Project. And Eve is the uh, chief creative officer and co-founder of Fuse Project and widely known as one of the best industrial designers in in the world. And he's going to bring a unique perspective. He was born in Switzerland and made his way to to the U.S. and in a, a certain way. And so his journey has you know, exposed him to different types of things. Um, mm-hmm. We also have, a, you know, an, another um, male executive, the chief innovation officer of Salesforce, who works in a very different context than Eve does. Uh, we also have uh, Blondine, who is the global head of innovation at Chanel, for instance. So, so very, very different walks of life. And then we have a number of women who are working in uh, venture capital. And so the diversity was important for us, not just in terms of gender, but also in terms of ethnic background and in terms of um, orientation of their career and, and where they've actually led innovation teams. Yeah, and another advantage that I feel like oftentimes when you when you learn about why men are more likely to attain a, a leadership position is that community that uh, they kind of have that network and the ability mm-hmm. to pull in favors if they need to and find allies within their companies. This 
cohort is a six-month program that's designed to get these women to also get to know each other. What value do you see in, in creating that community and not just a community, but really a cohort? Absolutely. That was before I knew even what this program was going to be. The fact that it was a cohort was so clear to me because the very best thing for me personally about WIN has been the community aspect. And I think that that's a clear differentiator of what makes a WIN experience different from another type of experience. And so our hope and our intention, and I I believe what will become a reality, is that this group of 20 women um, not just leave this program having supported each other within the context of this program, but they pull each other up along the way in their career and they look back 20 years from now and think, oh my gosh, these are some of my you know best friends and, and my closest network in innovation. And that's actually where the name Win Relay came from. So this idea of a relay, like we're all in it together. Let's pass the baton to one another and we're all going to essentially win together. And Lizzie and I have had so many conversations about this offline, but there are so many different myths about the fact that women can't work together and the queen bee syndrome. And I feel like this is hopefully going to be another use case of the fact that 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 really is just a myth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lizzie, thank you so much for coming on today. Before I let you go, I do have to ask you the typical win-win podcast question. And that is, where do you see yourself and your industry one month from now, one year from now, and 10 years from now? Oh, gosh. Well, one month from now, we're going to be, we will have selected our cohort, which I'm so excited about. So applications for Win Relay are actually due at the end of this month. So uh, August 30th. And I have the pleasure of getting to go through and, and read all of these responses. And, and by the end of this month, we're going to know who the, the cohort is. One year from now. So something that I'm learning a lot about in, in my business beyond win is what it takes to lead an organization in a distributed world. And I'm learning a lot through experimentation and, and as we go. And so I'm hoping we're going to have starting to crystallize a new definition of what it means to be an innovation leader in a more sort of distributed workforce. And then 10 years from now, well, gosh, as I look 10, 10 years back in my career, I was an account executive in advertising. And, and today <laughs> I'm doing something so wildly different from that. So uh, what excites me actually about my career and about the world now is that I have no idea where I'm going to be 10, 10 years from now. Um, but I know that I will be learning a lot and pushing myself and doing it with amazing women. Absolutely. So, so exciting. We'll definitely leave all of the details around where to find you and where to find Win Relay. But it's been such a pleasure having you. Thank you for everything you do for this community and beyond. Thank you, Zoya. Thanks for listening to Win Win, brought to you by Win, Women in Innovation, and myself, Zoya Kozakov. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit womenininnovation.co to learn more about our organization, programming, and other opportunities. And remember, when women innovate, we all win.